Romans 8, 24. It said, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then we do, do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because it maketh intercession for the saint according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are who are the call according to his purpose. You may be seated. I want to read one more. Translation. This is my one of my favorite translations. The easy to read. <laughs> it said, "We are saved to have this hope. If we can see what we are waiting for, that is not really hope." People don't hope for something they already have. But we are hoping for something we don't have yet. And we are waiting for it patiently. Also the Spirit help us. We are very weak. But the Spirit help us with our weakness. We don't know how to pray. <laughs> We don't know how to pray. All of you that think you know how to pray, we don't. <laughs> As we should. But the Spirit itself speaks to God for us. The Spirit speaks to God for us. He begged God for us, speaking to Him with feelings too deep for words. God already knows our deepest thought. He already knows our deepest thought. Thank God he knows our deepest thought. And he understands what the Spirit is saying because the Spirit speaks for his people in the way that agrees with what God wants. We know that in everything God works for the good of those who love him, these are the people God chose because that was his plan. He chose us because it was his plan. You know, I, I read this scripture. Um, many times, I heard people quote it many times. I've said many times that I know that all things work together for good to them that love and to them by call according to his purpose. But I find myself, um, I was, a few years back, I was in a situation where some of you may have known I've got sick really bad. Where when I came to the altar, I was to sit in a chair for prayer. And in the meantime, 
because the job I was working on, they let, they let me know, um, you know what, you can't work here no more because you're too sick to work here. So on that particular time, I lost my job. I lost everything in the, in the house, like my furniture and things like that. My wife said she mentioned to God, God, can we keep the house? And because of her prayer to God, God answered the prayer and let us keep our home. But we was losing everything. In the meantime, while I was sick, I got angry of God. I got bitter at God. I got bitter at my family. Because I say that the Bible said all things work together for good. To them to love God. You know what I have realized? That everybody will have an opportunity to get better against God. My wife was in one room. I was in the other room. I didn't want to sleep with my family. I wanted to be all alone. Because I was better at God. And you know what that bitterness caused? It caused me not to be healed. Caused me not to be delivered. It caused me to be sick for a longer time than I should have. If you ever been to a place where you are so sick, you pray, Lord, I want to die right now. I know we apostolic in this room. I know some of you are young, you've been baptized, you newly got the Holy Ghost. I don't mean to go to that depth. Um, since you are new. But I'm just sharing with you me tonight. Because a lot of times the people was praying for me. The bro my brothers, my sisters, they prayed for me. My wife prayed for me. You know, they all prayed for me, but I could not get healed because of my bitterness. And you know what I end up doing? Eventually, I end up giving that bitterness to God, giving that anger to God. You see, when anger is left alone, it turns into bitterness. If you don't take care of it. A lot of times, we hear message preached, and a lot of times, we don't let the message hit home. Because a lot of times, the message is always for somebody else. But after I have given that bitterness, and after I have given that to the Lord, He was able to heal my body. Because I give it to God. I'm going to share with you something. I know Brother um, Pastor Simpson, his wife is here. I was hoping they're not in the room. But, um, <laughs> This second time around, I had an opportunity to get better against God again. When, when the, the bishop made the, the plan, the bishop and the CT plan, put um, Pastor Simpson in charge over the congregation, I felt like the same thing had happened to me when I lost my job. Because a lot of times we say the, the job doesn't make us 
I think that's the way to put it. The, the job doesn't say who we are, but a lot of times we put emphasis on the job we are doing. And when they remove that job, you feel like you have no hole on what's going on in your life. But you know one thing that I have realized? The first time I got bitter, I got angry with God, but not this time. This time I realized that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. Hallelujah. You may not understand everything God is doing in your life. You know what I told Brother Brown? I told Brother Brown, I trust God. I trust my, my leadership and I trust Him and His wife. You may go, be going through something and you does not understand what God is doing. But you could trust God, trust the man of God that he has placed in your, in your life, and trust the word of God. Because he said all things work together that love God to them that are called according to his purpose. I may be traveling around to different congregations and I may not understand everything that God is doing. But one thing I know for sure. That the will of God is being done. And if the will of God is done in your life and in my life. We're going to have the greatest revival that we ever seen before. You know one thing that the devil does not like. He does not like a group of people that is joined together for one purpose. How many places that we have been to that somebody want to be in charge? Somebody want to be the man that they call on. Somebody want to stick their chest out and say, I'm in charge of this. No, God is in charge. And you know what God has done? He has chosen pastor after his own heart. If it was left to you and I, we would not have made the choice. But God did. God did. Hallelujah. You want to know what, this, what all this got to do with having revival and having... What this got to do with casting vision? Because you know what the Lord told me? Some of us need to open up our closet door. Too many times, I, we have find that, that people that keep their closet closed end up with, with the, the, the closet being open and all kind of stuff come out of the closet. The best time for everything to come out of the closet is at the altar in prayer. Too many times I'm worried about my brothers and my sisters, what they're going to think about me. But it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks about you. What does God think about you? Hallelujah. You know something? I realize that God said, I never knew you. Depart from me. I don't want to get to heaven. And God said, I never knew you. Because why? 
I keep my closet door closed off from God. Closed off from the preacher. You know, sometimes you could be in the kingdom of God and put up a wall against the pastor of your soul, against the preacher, so we are not, I'm not going to let him in. And it's a dangerous place to be in. If you are angry with God, you need to say, God, I'm angry. But get it out. If you are bitter with God, say, God, I'm bitter. But get it out. Get somebody to pray for you, my friend. Because any amount of prayer that your brothers and sisters can pray for you, that's going to get that out. God want to have a revival and harvest in this city. Not in some other city, but in this city. I have been believing God. I have believed God. The most problem that I've received is in this city. I've been ridiculed in this city. I've been talked about in this city. All because I was not American. But God sees me through all of that. And you know what? He then brought me all this way just to leave me now. You know what I told what I told um, Bishop Wright and the ministry? I say I want the will of God. My, my life, my seeking is for the will of God. And wherever the will of God got to take me, I'm willing to go. Because you know, a long time ago, I surrendered my will to the will of God. And the will of God is not always easy. The will of God is not always proper. The will of God is not always not smooth sailing. Sometimes the will of God is rocky road. You know, sometimes about being in a boat, sometimes that boat will shake. It will rock. Wind will fall. And it just seems like I'm out of the will of God. But you know something? When I walk into the ministry of the... What's that thing? The AC? The AC. You know what they told me? They was praying. I know the length of time they was praying. If you ask anybody in East Baltimore, we call a prayer on Saturday night. Because... When I walk into the church, after the, the switch was made, when I walk into the church, thing wasn't clicking no more. I walk in on Sunday morning. I preach. Sometimes I let the other guys preach. But it just wasn't clicking. And the only thing that they have taught me to do when things did not click is to pray. And we came here on Saturday night and pray and see God. Because I wanted the will of God. I said, Lord, if, if these are your people, Lord, and if you don't want me here no more, remove me and put somebody that you want. But I want the will of God. Lord, I want your will done. And we prayed. And we prayed. And while we was praying, the, the city, the... AC was praying at the same time we was praying. They said it was praying, I think, about three months, some, something like that. And I was praying along the same time. 
Don't tell me that that's, that's a coincidence that we were praying at the same time. Didn't know each other was praying. Didn't know each other was praying, but we were praying. And God, and God, not me, and God. You know what? Each one of us, you need to join together with Brother Brown, Sister Nakina, Brother Simpson, Pastor Simpson, and his wife. And have revival and harvest in this city. Don't let, don't let envy, don't let jealousy, don't let backbiting. If somebody want to talk to you against the man and woman of God, you need to shut them up right away. You know something? As a little kid growing up, I asked my wife, you did not talk about my family. And I feel the same way about the people of God. You don't let family, you don't let family members, you don't let children, you don't let nobody come in contact with you and this family right here. If anybody want to talk about the man of, and woman of God, you need to cut them off. Because in this city, we're going to have the greatest revival as Baltimore City ever seen. Of horror. <laughs> Hallelujah. They spoke to me and they said, this is what I want you to do. You know, even when, even when you are walking in the will of God, the devil is still going to intervene and try to say this and try to say that. And, but you know what? Just as you shut people off sometimes, you got to shut the devil mouth up. You got to shut the flesh up. And say, flesh, I'm not going to listen to you. Devil, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to the man and woman of God that you have placed in my life. You don't never get too old that somebody cannot teach you something. Or you cannot learn from somebody, my friend. But you know something? The only way you can learn is to humble yourself. Hallelujah. 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 And you know this thing, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the kingdom of God. This has nothing to do because... I don't want to go over your time. This has nothing to do with how long you've been in the church. Because you know there is people that God is training and they are out there right now. Hallelujah. We are waiting and doing. We are waiting and doing. You wait and pray. But you follow the vision for this church. And you'll see the greatest revival that you ever seen. The greatest harvest that you ever seen. God did not just make a mistake when he gave us this building.
what you have seen here, you don't see everywhere you go. Don't take this for granted. This is a privilege. This is a privilege that God has granted to you and I to have the greatest revival and harvest that you've ever seen. You mean God trusts us? God trusts you and I. I don't know about you, but I'm just a nobody that God chose. He could have chose anybody to be a part of the greatest revival. You know something? People don't mind being a part of something that is already big. That they could brag and say, look at my church, we run 30,000. Look at my church, we run 20,000. But I remember when Pastor Simpson and I was the only man in the kingdom, in the church. We did everything. But because we hang on in God, and we hang on with prayer, and we trust our leadership. Some of us, we're going to have to learn to trust others. When it seems like others don't care about our lives, we need to trust others. Trust the man and woman of God. Trust them in your life. They may not always do what you like them to do or say what you want them to say, but trust them. In Jesus' name. Praise God. I said that was going to bother me just standing right there. I had to do something about that. Praise God. Won't you go ahead and be seated? Um, Elder Valley wasn't preaching to you. He was sharing with you. Um, he was being transparent as as transparent as he could be. And don't think that was easy. <laughs> By any stretch of the imagination. That, that wasn't necessarily easy for him. And um, I kind of threw a monkey wrench in the program. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to have been in the back while he was communicating, but I felt like here. So we switched around. Um, so if you attend East uh, Baltimore on Sunday mornings and you, your head may be, may be uh, spinning with all the changes. First of all, everyone's head is probably spinning with all the changes that have transpired since last June. Um, <coughs> amen. But God is in control. How many really know that? I mean, not just in here, but in your spirit, man. You got, you know, you had that one hour halfway down, and you, you know that God is in control. Amen. God is so much in control. Uh, we think with all the turmoil in the world that God is not in control. The devil's on a short leash. And um, 
God is the author of organized chaos. Amen. He allowed chaos to go around like this, like this, and like this. And he says, I make all things work together for good. You may wonder what's going on, what is the bishop doing, what is the AEC doing, which I'm a part of, and, and he's, he's absolutely right. Um, you know, uh, much prayer and discussion. Um, no one makes a decision on the whim and, you know, off the cuff and, and don't wing it or whatever. Uh, time is uh, spent. Um, and uh, prayer is offered up, and direction is waited upon by God, or by us, waiting for God, and things work together. Like he said, we may not always like it. Why did he share all that with you? It wasn't just to give you some information. It wasn't just for you to to not wonder and figure out, you know, so you don't have to wonder what's going on, blah, 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 whatever. It was so we can all move forward together because he's not sitting down. <laughs> as many years that he has invested in this, oh, no. <laughs> not going anywhere. Roles shift, things change. And God is, is still moving, and God is still doing We get ready. We actually stop a little early, and, uh, and uh, that's, that's fine. And I believe he communicated. I'm just going to say it this way. There was some unsettled thoughts. We were unsettled in our spirit prior to Elder Valley coming up here and um, just to let you know he's still considered an elder in this congregation he may not necessarily be pastoring and leading a daughter work but he's one of the uh, most senior elders here and will as long as God sees fit amen um, but we must make this shift together, make it work, and understand, you know, uh, you know, we, we can't have this, these uh, personality deals. You know, he's still here, but God has chosen to have, allow us to have someone else to help in the process. Last time I checked, two heads were always better than one. Amen. Unless it's two hard heads. <laughs> I don't know. But we got a couple of minutes, and we're going to do something in just a minute. There are some people that came here, they need something from God. They desperately need something from God. That fits you. I want you to get up out of your seat real quickly, come to the front as fast as you can. God is about to minister to you. I, come on.
We're not going to spend a lot of time, so you, you're going to have to come up here and get what you need. There's some of you battling depression. God wants to heal. I don't, I don't want to come talk to no. Step back just a little bit. Now, I know we didn't come here today for, for this per se. I'm going to give a few more. I'll give opportunity for a few more people. Anyone else needs something from the Lord? You, you desperately need something from God. You came here because you need something from God tonight. Anybody else? Nobody else need anything from the Lord? Huh? Anybody? Any more takers? So I feel somebody, want, I feel, I, I hate to embarrass you. Somebody around here want to come up, but you, you're afraid. Do I need to hold your hand? Thank you. Thank you for obeying God, by the way. Amen. God knows what he's doing. Praise God. We, I, would, be, I would be remiss if we didn't take an opportunity to do this. Won't you lift your hands where you are? And I, I would like for you to say this together with me. We're not saying some ritualistic prayer. We're going to say it in faith. All right? All right? We're going to say it in faith. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind every spirit and thought of depression that's on me right now. I bind everything that's weighing me down right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirit of liberty, the spirit of peace, the spirit of God to come upon us right now. In Jesus' name. Now just begin to talk to God in your own words right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to get a few minutes, God, to help us pray right now. Shake it. Come on. Shake it off in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind everything that's worn against this man's mind. Come on, the Bible says he's not very far from any one of us. In Jesus' name. Come on, and, and you may say, I, I, I keep coming to the same place. Do you just keep on coming in Jesus' name?
Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Mando rojo bojo sata bahaya. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we begin to thank Him with our lips? Amen. You can praise Him with your hand clap. That's fine too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We did just have somebody receive the Holy Ghost for the first time. Praise God. Hallelujah. First time in service, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. First time. God knows what he's doing. Praise God. He knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. Praise God. Ushers, praise God, ushers, usherettes, and we're going to make this transition as seamless as possible, um, we're going to do that, we're going to receive an offering, uh, Sister Sarah, who's supposed to be coming up here, you, okay, you can come on. You have to recruit somebody else the next time, I'll tell you. I know it's your mom and you want to honor her. Look at her. <laughs> Amen. We're going to do this first, Sister Tiffany. I'm sorry. So for those of you who don't know, we have a very special birthday today. Very special. That's appropriate. Um, so it is our first lady's 21st birthday. <laughs> um, and we've already done some things this week for her, but we just want to recognize her since today is her actual birthday. It actually fell on a church day, a Thursday. Um, so I just want to read this poem really quickly um, in honor of our First Lady. 
God sent this church a special friend when he chose you as our first lady. When called upon, you're there without question or complaining. You serve in both the seen and unseen. You love on both the clean and unclean. You've taken on the spirit of Antioch and exemplified a saint who stands on the rock. With God, you've helped to mold the pastor we love and never let us be satisfied with just enough. You've loved, pushed, and said no where was needed. You're a huge part of why Antioch North has exceeded. Every expectation and plot of the enemy, we pray you know how much we love you, First Lady. Raquel? So we just wanted to sing you happy birthday. On the count of three, everyone. One, two, three. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. We love you, First Lady. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, ho, ho, let Oh, Ma. No, I, I have to be your tester. You never know. You never know. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and receive an offering, our regular Thursday evening offering, so we can do that. Uh, those of you who are scheduled to go with me, we can do that now. Amen. Won't everyone stand? And even if you're not coming to give, won't you just make your way up and come giving to the Lord? Amen.
Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. You can be seated. If I could kind of share something, I guess, as we're starting here. You know, it's kind of hard. Well, not kind of. It, it, it is. It's, it's a challenge. It's difficult. When you try to carry the Lord's burden and your own. And, and with uh, what Elder Valley just talked about and shared and ministered on, that transition that Pastor Simpson did was, I believe, was no coincidence. Because in order to take the next step, some people had to let some things go and cast some cares upon the Lord and release some things so that they can be all that God wants them to be and do all that God wants them to do. We're not going to have revival and harvest carrying our own baggage around, if I could just put it that way. Can't happen. We can, we, we can only go so far in God, carrying our own baggage. But there comes a time where God takes us to a place to release some things so that we can begin to take a step of faith forward and begin to grow and progress in Him. So that's what just happened here. And right in the middle of that, you have somebody receive the Holy Ghost. God doesn't do things by mistake. God, God doesn't do things by accident. Organized chaos. <laughs> you think everything in the world is going crazy and your world is upside down and you have no idea what's going on. Well, God knows. God knows and that's what matters. Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you stand with me? If you have a cell phone or tablet or iPad or you just got two good working eyes and you want to read it off the screen or if you got glasses, put them on. We're going to go to... Luke chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. Luke chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Now when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion, a certain centurion servant, who was dear unto him, was sick and ready to die. When he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not. Thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers, and I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent returning to the house found 
the servant whole that had been sick. I just want to talk, minister, preach, teach all of the above just for a moment tonight from the thought, go again. Go again. God bless you. You can be seated. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those that love it will eat the fruit of it. In this passage of scripture that we just read in, in, in Luke chapter 7, Centurion had a servant who was sick, sent word and asked Jesus to come and touch him and to heal him. But I find it interesting that the centurion understood authority. I don't know that he really knew who Jesus was, but he understood authority and knew that Jesus had authority. Not just the authority to come and touch and heal, but the authority to speak a word of life. Some of you who were there Sunday morning, some of this will sound a bit familiar, but don't tune me out because we all need this. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved, and God said, let there be. God spoke a word of life. God spoke life into existence, and we read all that through Genesis chapter 1. And here in, in, in this passage of Scripture, the centurion, he said, just speak the word. Just speak the word. Don't even come. I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof. But simply speak the word. And I know because of the authority that you have. Anybody want to be like Jesus? I've got Jesus down on the inside. And in Matthew chapter 28, he said, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He didn't say to necessarily go out and do certain things, but he said, go first. He said, go and preach the gospel. Open your mouth and talk. Open your mouth and talk. There is life in your mouth. There is also death in your mouth. And can I kind of put it this way, and I've, and I've never talked about it like this. But there are some things in the spirit that we can kill with the power in our tongue. There's also life that we can speak in the spirit. I don't know if you realize it, but Sunday night, and this, this hit me very strongly, Sunday night when Pastor Simpson was talking, he was talking about this place being full. I don't know if you caught it, but he was speaking faith. And it was like he was throwing faith and throwing faith. And throwing faith and looking to see who's going to catch on. Who's going to catch on to the words here? Who's going to catch on to this but not just catch the faith and say, oh, I believe that. But then not just catch it, but I believe it and I will speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4, he says, I believe, therefore have I spoken. I believe that this place will be full, so I speak what I believe. I don't just sit on it and say it sounds good. 
it feels good. It, it, it's something to run around the church and jump up and dance and shout about. But because I believe, I speak. He spotted this building somewhere else that he's believing for. I believe that we'll get that building and I believe that there are more to come. But that's just not for the pastor to pray about. That's not just for the preacher to pray about. That's not just for the care group leader to pray about. But that's for me. I believe right now that we are in probably the most crucial season this city has ever seen and the church in this city has ever seen. I believe that. I don't believe that God has brought all this about by coincidence. I don't believe that. Going back to last year, huh, if you knew the whole story, sometimes I sit and wonder and say, God, what in the world? My wife asked me, so what do you think God had in mind when this and that happened and all that? I said, I don't know. God knows. God knows. And God is orchestrating all of this in a certain manner. So go with me. To Luke chapter 5. Beginning of verse 1. It says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a draught, or in other words, for a great catch of fish. Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And we're going to stop here for a moment. Jesus taught the people, but then went out, got it, and he was in the boat, and he told, gave Simon an instruction. Put your nets down to catch something. But logic says, and Peter's mind says, all night long, we've been working. All night long, we, we were trying to do something. And we had no success. Now, if you realize something about Peter, Peter was honest. Peter, Peter was real. Peter realized the situation he was in. And he told the Lord that. He didn't keep that to himself. I'm one of those types where at times... I'm, I'm honest with God and become to that point, but I've got to the point at times I just I won't say anything to him. God, it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But Peter said, we've worked all night long. Lord, for the last two years, we've been sowing in this city. For the last two years, we've been trying to teach Bible studies. For the last two years, we've been trying to find your will and purpose in this city. Lord, we've been doing all these things. We've been knocking doors. We've been inviting people to church. We've been praying. We've been fasting. We've been sowing. And you want me to do what? You want me to put my nets down again because of what? After all I've been doing, you want me to do this again? And he said, 
Nevertheless, at thy word. I don't know what was swimming under the surface before Jesus spoke. But I believe that when he spoke the word, life came under that boat. I believe that when he spoke the word, life came up from under that boat all around. But yet it wasn't seen yet. Peter said, because of what you've spoken. Or can I put it this way? Because I believe. Because I've got faith. I'm going to confess. But because of what you said, I'm going to obey. But Peter didn't stop at talking. They let down the net. Next verse. And when they had done, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Now some of us, we got to see first before we can believe. Some of us have to see something first. You know, when I got home this evening, and I've been checking a week ago, I put some grass seed down, stripped the lawn up. It's not very big, but stripped it all up, put some grass seed down. I've been waiting for the first shoots of grass to come up. And it's only been a week, but I've been waiting for the first shoots of grass to come up because I'm tired of seeing the bare ground. And when I got home today, from all across the street, I could see just a little flicker of green shooting up from the grass. Then I got excited and happy. But some of us are, are, are looking at, and, and waiting. Well, I don't know what you saw last week when Pastor Simpson had all those stand up that have been here in six, for, for six months or a year or what have you. But I saw harvest. I saw that God is ready to do something. But God is looking for somebody that's got faith. Faith enough to speak a word and faith enough to obey. That says, I may have been doing something for the past year or for the past two years or five years or ten years and I've been believing for the harvest. But Lord, nevertheless, at your word, I believe and I'm going to act. The scripture says, and their net break after they brought all those fish in next verse. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. They came and filled the ships so that they began to sink. Don't get caught up in getting this building full. Don't get caught up in getting this building full. And you know, it, 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 it's not about these four walls. You've heard this. It, 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 it's not about what's in these four walls. But I believe that there are enough hungry people that if we are willing to respond to the Word of God in the season that God has called us to respond in, it, it's not a question of this building being full. It's not a question of Ashland Avenue being full. It's not a, it's, it's not a question of, of, of having buildings being full. The question is going to be who are we going to have to lead these people? What kind of care group leaders are we going to have? What kind of Bible study teachers are we going to have? I really didn't plan to go here, but here we are. And actually, Elder Valley kind of jumped on it. Some people get caught up in a position, title. Well, I'm the usher. I'm the worship leader. I'm the drummer. I'm the keyboard player. You know what God does every so often? God calls you to another ministry. 
God translates you to another ministry. I'm not talking about you, but you were just here, so I'm resting on you. God takes you to another place. At times, God will put us in a place where we're not comfortable. God will put us in a ministry where we're not comfortable. Why? Because at times, if I get comfortable, and if I get my own niche, and I do things a certain way, then I begin to step from under the covering that God has for me because I've learned how to do this. But I find that God puts us in a place where I've got to come and lean on Him for help. I've got to lean on Him for support because without Him I can do absolutely nothing. Nothing. I can do nothing without God. Well, I just want to come to church and sing a few songs and just enjoy church. Well, if, if, if you're comfortable with that, so be it. But I'm telling you, everybody's sitting in here. Everybody. I, I believe this fully. Everybody sit, sit, sitting here is a Peter sitting on a boat that the Lord is wanting to say, put your net out there. Go again. Some of you have knocked on doors and they've turned you away. Some of you reached out to people and you know that there's a hunger there, but they've turned you away. Can I challenge you? Speak a word of faith. Speak a word of faith. Speak a word of life. Speak a word of restoration. Speak a word of wholeness. Begin to speak life to them. And after that, I believe the Lord's going to say, go again. Go again. Go talk to them again. Go reach for them again. Go again. Why? Luke chapter 14, verse 16. says, Then said he unto them, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Hear the word of the Lord. Go again. But some of us are going to make excuse. Lord, I can't because. Lord, I can't come participate in what you want to do. Lord, I can't, I can't participate in you wanting to join yourself to the lost because I've got a full weekend. I've got a family I've got to take care of. I, I, I'm not saying to, to, to set aside your responsibilities in life. I'm not saying that. But there are things that we get caught up in that we can set aside to participate in the kingdom of God. Let me ask you a question. If you're planning to do outreach or some type of evangelism, and it rains, what's your response? Well, I guess the Lord wants me to have a day off so I can catch the game. Maybe, I, maybe the Lord is just allowing me to get some chores done around the house and get caught up on all the other things I was going to do. Let me ask you, where's your faith? 
Maybe for, for whatever reason, it could just it could be the adversary stopping what you're doing, or it could just be today the rain came. But what's your faith say? Lord, I can't go out and do, but I've got power in my tongue. I can speak a word. Can I put it this way? Sometimes we, we and, and hear what I'm saying and don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Sometimes we, we, we uh, equate going and knocking on a hundred doors as fulfilling the will and work and purpose of God. And since I went and I did, pat me on the back and the Lord's obligated to bless me. I believe that the Lord does bless us when we sow. And he'll bless us in areas where we never sowed in. I believe that. But the Lord is not looking to bless my work just because I went out and exhausted myself. Sometimes the Lord just wants us to speak a word of faith. Sometimes it's just to pray for somebody. Sometimes it is just to speak life to somebody. Evangelism isn't me pointing in somebody's face and talking to them and, and, and whatever else I've got to say. Being led of the Holy Ghost is key. It's key, and, and, and I'm trying to learn that. Be honest with you, I don't like door knocking. I don't. I don't like door, cold door knocking. I do not like cold door knocking. You go out with, with, with my wife, she hears a dog barking behind the door. Backing up real quick. I said, it's, it's a dog, and, and I listen to the bark. You know, you hear one of the little chihuahuas barking. Uh, he doesn't have anything, but if you, you hear a bark with a little bit of bass in it, I say, oh, boy, let me, let me get myself together. And if we've got Eliana out there, you know, let me, I've got to be the man here. I've got to be prepared just in case the dog bolts out. I don't like cold door knocking, so at times I try to be led by the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I, I, I might just be out just handing out flyers and inviting people to church, but I don't like doing it. I, I like to know where God wants me to go. I like to know what God wants me to say and, and, and all of that. And sometimes he doesn't give me that. Scripture says try the spirit. So sometimes I just got to go knock on the door and see what comes from behind the door. And sometimes I, I've got my spiel laid out and, 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 and all of that. They knock on the door and the worst ones. You knock on the door. Who is it? Well, you don't know me. So I'm, it's church. Well, go away. I'm not interested. I heard of one brother at Antioch. He, he's bold. He yells out his name quick. They, they say, who is it? I'll just say his name. It's Tony. I'm not that bold. They, they don't know me. and they, they might just turn away from me. But it's not about me. And it's, it's not about what effort and, and, and strength I put into it. But God, what do you want me to do in this moment? How do you want me to do it? God, what do you want me to say? God, what do you want me to pray for? And God will lead us. God will direct us every time. But I've got to be willing to give myself. I've got to be willing to sacrifice. I've got to be willing to give up some things. The man said, I just married a wife. I can't come to the wedding. I've got some priorities and things to take care of. Can I tell you that what God wants to do is more important than anything that we've got going on in our life right now? Can I tell you that? Can I say if 
If you got a job, God is, what God wants to do in this city now is more important than the job that you're working. I'm not saying quit your job, but I'm saying what he's doing is more important than that. All that God is wanting to do, but it, it, it requires me to give up some things. It requires me to sacrifice some things. Anytime God does something, he always requires a sacrifice. And you go read in the Bible many times in the Old Testament. He says, if you, then I. If you, then I. And God's looking for people with that kind of faith. Verse 21 says, so that servant came, showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city. Bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. The servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is still room. The Lord said unto, unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. What the Lord is wanting to do in this city, you know, many times I've prayed and going back to a year ago, um, well, not even then, but a little over a year ago, my wife and I were, were, were leading the daughter work in, in Brooklyn Park. And one of the things I did as, as we took over there is I, I wanted to know the boundary lines. I knew that we were living about a mile into Baltimore City, but wanted to know exactly where that building was. And, and as time went on, I found that in my prayer and, and desire that I felt being drawn to the city of Baltimore. Where we were having church was called Brooklyn Park, but that was on the Anne Arundel County side. And a lot of our outreach went into Anne Arundel County. And that's where our congregation was. But as time went on, I began to feel this pull towards Baltimore City. Began to feel the pull to reach out and, and, and to pray and to do Warfare in the spirit in Baltimore City. And, and, and I kind of found, my, found myself kind of caught. Do I, what am I praying for? And almost like straddling this fence. And then as we came here, and, and before we came, I told my wife, I believe that God wants to do something great in the city of Baltimore. But I didn't know any of this was happening. I, I didn't know any of this was coming about. And as we came to East Baltimore, I began to focus on there and I started to go and pull a map out just to see the area, but the Lord was saying, what I want to do is bigger than just one part of Baltimore. It encompasses all of Baltimore. Well, God, how are we going to reach all of Baltimore with this few people? Well, if you go read, he looked for somebody that, who, that, who, that had some food. And he said, bring me what you have. He didn't say, bring me what you don't have. He said, bring me what you have. Well, God, all I have is two loaves, five loaves and two fish. He said, bring me what you have. God, this boat isn't big enough for all these fish. That's fine. Bring me what you have. What I have is enough to sustain the harvest. What I have is more than enough to bring about a harvest. You go read in Genesis. He told Abraham, I'm making a covenant with you. That your seed shall be as the sand on the sea and the stars in the sky if you can number it. 
Are you believing for this building to be full? Or do you believe that exceeding abundantly? Above all that I can ask or think. God believes in doing things that we can't number. God believes in doing things that we can't count. If you think that this is it, you think this is it, we're just getting started. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. I've come tonight to challenge your faith. I've come tonight to stir up some faith. Because God is ready now. As was preached Sunday, the, the four lepers, four lepers, they said if we stay here, we die. Antioch North, can I tell you, if we stay here, we die. If we stay in this place, we die. Let me put it this way. If, if we get caught up in, we, we, we've heard promises from God. We, we, we've heard God's word in the past before, but I'm going to wait and see. If we stay in that place, we're going to die. But if there are some people that are willing, like those four lepers, just to begin walking, just to begin walking, just to begin walking. Well, sometimes I feel like I'm by myself. You don't know what walking can do. You don't know what can happen in the spirit. Because when they began to walk, God began to magnify the sound of their footsteps. I feel like I'm walking this city by myself. But what you don't understand, there are a host of angels waiting to be dispersed. There are words of life that can be spoken throughout this city. No matter how small it seems, God can take a word and multiply God can take a word uh, and do exceeding abundantly above all. I can ask or think. Well, this city seems to be dead. This city seems to be dead. There's no life in this city. Things are, 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 are going down in this city. There's issues with police and communities and, 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 and all of that. It's, it's all going down. Where is God in all of this? If God was really God, He wouldn't allow these things to happen. You go read in the New Testament where Jesus went and showed up at a tomb where a man was dead for four days. And the sisters came out and said, Lord, if you had been here, He wouldn't have died. Lord, if you had been in this city, we wouldn't have had rights a couple years ago. When you read the Bible and you read about God, God fills all space and time. In Genesis chapter 1, it said, he created the heaven and the earth. He said, the earth was without form and void and just dark. But God was not absent. God was present. And God's just waiting for a moment to shine some light. God's just waiting for a moment to shine light. But who can he shine the light through? Who has faith that he can shine the light through? John 7, 18, it says, And the disciples of John showed him all these things. John calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, 
or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? In that same hour he cured many of their infirmities, plagues and of evil spirits. And to many of them that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. If you're looking for a sign of life, you're looking for a sign that Jesus is ready to, to do an awesome work that goes beyond, and if I can echo Elder Valley, the greatest revival Baltimore's ever seen. If you're looking for a sign, can I tell you the harvest is white? Just look around you. Look across this place. Well, it's not full. What do you see? Can I tell you, can we just say like the prophet said? He said, Lord, open his eyes so that he can see that those that are for us are greater than those that are against us. You know, this, 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 this Saturday we were planning to do some evangelism over on Ashland Avenue. Brother David and Lawrence were heading that up and David sent me a message the other day and he asked what we were going to do if it rains because they're calling for rain. And I think it was Tuesday and I, I thought, well, it's, it's still early in the week, so you know, I think we'll be fine. But as we've progressed here, the rains have come. So what are we going to do if it rains Saturday? What are we going to do if it rains? I believe God wants to do a work in this city. I believe God wants to do a work in this city. And guess what? I've got a powerful tool. My mouth. I've got a powerful tool. There are people whose hearts are bound, whose, whose minds are bound. And just with one word, they can be set free. With one word, they can be set free. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Brother Brown. We've got to have a prayer meeting with them. We've got to get them in the building. We've got to bring them down front. We've got to lay hands on them. We've got to shake them around. We've got to get the Holy Ghost lather going. Go read in the Bible. Jesus spoke a word. He spoke a word. It's not based on the eloquent prayer that I can pray. It's based on the faith that I've got inside of me and the word that he's given me to speak to somebody. But does anybody have faith to speak again? I know you've been praying. I know you've been fasting. I know you've been sowing. But can I challenge somebody to sow again? Can I challenge somebody to go out in faith again? Can I challenge somebody to reach again? Well, not because I said so. Because God is saying that right now. God is saying right now, I want to do this. Well, what happens if I don't catch a draw to fish? What happens if my boat isn't filled? What happens if it is? What happens if it is? What happens? 
But first, I've got to be under authority. I've got to be submitted. Submitted to God. Submitted to the pastor. Submitted to all leadership over me. So that I can speak the word of faith. Do you have a word inside of you to speak? And I know that I, I, I feel this, sense this. That as I've talked here for the last little while, that for some of you, it's like words have just come to you that you can speak. Words have just settled in of life that you can speak over somebody, towards somebody. Words of freedom, words of life, words of help. Words that you can pray to set them free, to help them to get connected with God, for them to be saved. Don't sit on that word. Don't sit on that word. When the time comes, go out and speak that word. One thing I, I've enjoyed doing over the years is to get out and walk in a community and pray. God told Abram at the time to go walk through the land. Everywhere that the soles of your foot tread, I've given it to you. And then later on, he told Joshua and the children of Israel, as they went into the land that he promised them, to walk through. And everywhere that they went, they were given territory. The Bible says that faith without works is dead, being alone. Scripture says, I believe. And I speak. But I'm not just going to speak what I believe. I'm going to act on what I believe. I'm going to act on what I believe. I believe that God is going to fill this place up. I believe God's going to fill this place up to overflowing. But He's not going to do it by Himself. He's not going to do it by Himself. Well, how can I participate in the kingdom of God? First, open your mouth. Second, make yourself available to reach out to somebody. We've got that going on right now. Different evangelism opportunities. Many open doors. And like Pastor Simpson said, after we hit two, 238, <laughs> you think we're stopping? You think we're stopping? There's no way. There's no way this train is going somewhere. This train has a destination. This city has an appointment with God. This city is destined to meet God. There is no politician that can bring Jesus Christ. But I've got a word of faith. I've got a word of promise. I've got a word of victory. Would you stand with me? He said, all things work together for good to them that love God and who are called according to my purpose, his purpose. Anybody in here got a purpose on this earth other than God's purpose? I'll tell you what, I don't want to be caught up in my own world and in my own purpose. But I want to be in his purpose. I want to be in his calling. I don't want to be caught up in my own faith only, but I, I want to have His faith. I want to hit, have His compassion. I want to have His burden for the lost. There are days that I drive through this city and I, I see people and I realize I don't have all of God's passion. 
and his compassion for the lost. But God, I, I want to have it. That's the only way. That's the only way that we'll see the harvest that he wants to get. In other words, something in me has got to die so that he can live. I can't have it my way in God's way. I can't have it my way in God's way. I can only have it His way. As I said earlier, God will take us to a place to lay some things aside so that I can have His burden and His passion. When my mind is filled with my own ways, with my own cares, when my mind is filled with worries, it's hard to minister to somebody else. When I've got trouble in my world and I'm focused on myself, it's hard to see somebody else and see what they're going through and to minister to them. But as, as, as Elder Valley said, if I can find that place to trust God, then He can do exceeding abundantly. If I find that place to trust Him, I don't begin to doubt and question Him. I say, God, I've been working. I've been toiling. I've been... I've been sowing, but nevertheless, God, at your word, at your word, Jesus, fear is the biggest hindrance to God and his work and plan. But one of the biggest, fear sets in and my mind gets, gets, gets wrapped up in that and I can't even see God. I begin to question God, I begin to doubt him. I begin to doubt his word. But once I lay all that aside, I can begin to connect with God. I can do like Peter did. Nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to go. At your word, God, I'm going to go. Lord, when you speak to me to pray, I'm going to pray. Lord, when you speak to me to go talk to somebody, I'm going to go talk to them. No matter how I feel. No matter what's going on. No matter what's happened in the past, God. I'm going to go. The Lord's challenging somebody here. The, the Lord's reaching for somebody Jesus, Jesus. at a deeper level than, than he's ever reached for you at any point in time in your life. Why? Because now he's ready. Now God is ready. Now God is ready. I don't say that just to get you hyped up and just to make you feel good and feel like you're part of something great. I believe that with, all, with, with everything in me, God is ready right now. And he's begun to show us signs. Is there anybody that's willing to connect with God in your faith right now? If you are, would you just lift your hands up? He said, go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Is there anybody that's willing to go? Say, Lord, I believe I'm willing to go.